It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. Welcome to the Tuesday, October 19th edition of the Heartland at Noon, brought to you today by Heritage Insurance and Purposed Financial, working together to serve you better. Coming up today, of course, we'll share the latest COVID-19 statistics as the government of Saskatchewan scrambles to ease the strain on our intensive care units in the province. Dr. Alexander Wong and Dr. Hassan Masri of Saskatoon both reacting quickly yesterday after we learned that six ICU patients would be transferred to Ontario to receive care this week. I'll share some of what they had to say. The local by-election to decide the next mayor of Moose Jaw, of course, coming up on November the 3rd. The Moose John District Chamber of Commerce getting the word out this week. A virtual forum is coming up on Thursday evening. A great chance for you to get to know the mayoral candidates if you don't know them all, and chances are you don't. <laughs> Chamber CEO Rob Clark will have your invitation. Our Moose Jaw Warriors will take a 3-3 three and three record into action in Winnipeg tomorrow night. And the Warriors making news in recent days. Extending the contracts of the coaching staff. We'll hear from General Manager Jason Ripplinger on that. And Warriors Manager of Web and Digital Services, Mark Smith, will share his visit with the two Warriors imports, Martin Rice-Avey and Robert Bacco. Stick around, I know you'll enjoy that. Coming up on the Heartland at Noon. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermain Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermain Place Central Butte. Good afternoon, I'm Haley Shirky. The transferring of ICU patients out of province has begun, as Saskatchewan had a total of 124 ICU patients as of Monday. Provincial Emergency Operations Centre Operation Chief Derek Miller said the threshold for transferring out of province was 116 ICU patients. The 116, um, it really reflects uh, an upper limit of our capacity while also having some flexibility in terms of being able to meet um, any uh, uh, trauma situations or or codes within facilities, um, uh, that type of demand. Yesterday, one patient was transferred to Ontario, and five others are expected to be transferred in the coming days. Four deaths reported in relation to COVID-19 yesterday. There are 279 new positive cases with 572 recoveries. Twelve of the new cases are in the south-central zone. Regina has 50, and Saskatoon has 69. Currently, there are 335 patients in hospital with COVID, 250 are receiving inpatient care, while 85 people are in the ICUs. There are 3,670 active COVID-19 cases throughout the province. The biggest night in country music is coming up, the CCMAs, and Country 100 is nominated for Station of the Year for Small and Medium Market. Here's Courtney Fielder, Country 100 morning show host, reacting to the nomination. I was super excited and surprised, that's for sure, for Country 100 to be nominated for Radio Station of the Year for Small and Medium Market. It's just huge. So I think we're all just really excited about it, and we're so surprised by the nomination, too. The CCMAs are set to air on November 29th from London, Ontario. On October 17th, Moose Jaw's Barracuda Scuba Club brought a twist to pumpkin carving. 
They invited people to Lovering Lake to carve pumpkins underwater. President of the dive team, Brian Lanktree, says the event is to promote the activity in a fun way. Trying to get interest in diving again. Um, over the years, um, diving kind of goes just like any other event. It goes through its peaks and valleys. And we're just trying to build up the awareness of scuba diving, recreational activities around scuba diving. Best costume and pumpkin carving contest winners will be announced on their Facebook page later this week. The event will be back next year, but people can get involved through Facebook at Moose Jaw Barracuda Scuba Club or by emailing mjbarracudas at gmail.com. Dyslexia Canada and IG Wealth Management are throwing a Market Red campaign for Dyslexia Awareness Month. Board member of Dyslexia Canada, Kirsten Downey, explains. The campaign is really to market red throughout the month. And so people are trying to be as creative as they can be, whether it's lighting up their houses red, asking different um, buildings within their communities to light up red, really to drive awareness of dyslexia and the supports that are effective. The City Hall Clock Tower will light up red on October 19th, and the Moose Jaw Library staff will be wearing red on October 20th. The library will also be renting out specialized reading kits. People can support by using hashtag MarketRed and also donating to the campaign on dyslexiacanada.org. The Nature Conservancy is calling on residents to hold back raking all of their leaves this fall. National Media Relations Manager Jensen Edward says leaving a thin layer of leaves creates a natural mulch for better soil and greener grass. It also creates hibernation habitats for insects and birds. We've come to think of our lawns and front yards as sort of extensions of our living room, whereas really they're part of nature. And we need to recognize that even if we live in an urban environment, nature is right outside our window. And these natural processes like Leaves falling and decomposing are are vital to to sustaining pollinators around us that, that actually help sustain us in the long run. This can help people connect with nature, which promotes health and well-being. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is up 85 points. The Dow Jones is up 154 points, the Nasdaq is up 101 points, and the Canadian dollar is up at 80.90 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. One million dollars per life. A Haitian gang that kidnapped 17 members of an American missionary group is demanding a $17 million ransom. Sixteen Americans and one Canadian were kidnapped on Saturday. A pastor has told the Detroit News that the kidnapped group includes four children and one of their parents from a Michigan family. A recent wave of kidnappings has prompted a protest strike that closed businesses, schools and public transportation, a new blow to the country's anemic economy. Ontario and Quebec have released the latest COVID-19 statistics. Ontario is reporting 328 new cases and four deaths, while Quebec is reporting 342 new cases and four additional deaths. There are 75 people in intensive care in Quebec and 159 in Ontario, including 101 patients on ventilators. 
Britain has announced plans to stop installing home heating that uses fossil fuels by 2035. Prime Minister Boris Johnson hosted the Global Investment Summit, which aims to attract billions of dollars in foreign investment for green projects. And Celine Dion is suffering from severe and persistent muscle spasms that are forcing her to delay the November 5th planned opening of her new residency in Las Vegas. Concert promoter AEG Presents says all performances scheduled for next month, as well as January and February, have been cancelled and ticket holders will be refunded. I'm Pam Fedick. Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports. Let's start with swimming. Thirteen swimmers from the Moose John Kinsman Flying Fins participating in their first competition in over 18 months just days ago. Six swimmers had best times in all of their events. Olivia Harvey had a strong meet with three first-place finishes and two second places. Uh, Damien Chartrand and Emily Lynn also had first-place finishes at the meet. Moose Jaw Warriors on the road to Winnipeg today as they get set to play the ice tomorrow night. Warriors 3-3 three and three on the season, while the ice are a perfect 7-0, and oh, having outscored their opponents 43-11 in those seven games. Tomorrow night's game, an hour earlier than the start in Winnipeg, 6 o'clock start local time. Voice of the Warriors James Gallo will have the pregame show for us at 5.40 tomorrow afternoon on Country 100. NHL action last night. The Rangers beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 2-1 in overtime. And Anaheim upset the Flames in Calgary 3-2 in OT. 11 games on the NHL schedule tonight. Major League Baseball, Boston Red Sox taking a two-games-to-one lead in the American League Championship Series last night with a decisive 12-3 win over Houston. Game four tonight. And the NLCS also resumes tonight with the Atlanta Braves taking a two-games-to-none lead into game three against the Dodgers in L.A. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Well, the wind went down this morning. That's good because it's a little cool out there. Mostly sunny this afternoon. Wind no better than northeast at 20. Uh, the high today, 6. Tonight, clear and cold. Low minus 8. Tomorrow, sunshine, high 7. Thursday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of 10. Friday, a mix of sun and cloud, high 13. Earlier today, the forecast for Saturday was for scattered showers. They've now taken that out of the forecast. Now a mix of sun and cloud with a high of 9 degrees on Saturday. Yesterday's high for Moose Jaw, 14. Normal high at this time of year, 11, with a normal low of minus 3. Record high for today, 26 degrees, set in 2003. Record low, minus 16, back in 1960. Sun came up today at 731 and goes down today at 603. This hour, Moose Jaw, plus 3 degrees. Regina, plus 4. Assiniboia, Gravelberg, plus 2. Rockland, Coronet, plus 4. Swift Current, 0. Elbow, plus 1. Davidson, Watrous, plus 3. Once again, Assiniboia, plus 2. Regina, plus 4. And with the wind out of the north at 13K and the relative humidity at 65%, it's 3 degrees in Moose Jaw. From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist, Drew Lerner. For Young's Equipment, your Case IH dealer in southern Saskatchewan. A few showers may occur in parts of Saskatchewan on Thursday, but otherwise it should be dry until we get into the weekend. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. We do have basically high pressure in control of the region for today and tomorrow. The wind will likely switch around to the south as we go into the afternoon today, especially in the western part of the province. Eastern areas will see light and variable wind, and we should see mostly sunny to partly cloudy conditions throughout the entire province. 
elements all day today. Tomorrow we may see a little more cloud cover once in a while, but it's still going to be a very pleasant day. We expect to see the temperatures getting even warmer. The readings this afternoon will run from a few upper single digits in the extreme northeast to readings in the teens in most other areas. A couple of near 20 degree readings are possible in the extreme southwest corner of the province. As we get into the afternoon tomorrow, temperatures will be in the teens everywhere and some lower 20s will be possible. The warmest readings will be in the west and some south central locations and we'll expect to see the wind speeds gusting upwards to 50 to 55 kilometers per hour. By the time we get to Wednesday night, going into Thursday, a low pressure center is expected to evolve in Alberta and work its way into Saskatchewan and a few spotty showers will be possible as this system comes into the region. The moisture is not likely to be very significant, but if you happen to be under one of those showers, you might pick up on three or four millimeters of moisture, but most of it's not going to be significant, and it will continue to work its way out of the region. As we get into the weekend, a better chance for precipitation is expected to evolve, and high wind speeds are possible on Friday afternoon across much of the west and south central parts of the region. We'll see those gusts getting up over 60 kilometers per hour, and that will precede a, a bit of rain that is likely to evolve on Saturday. Perhaps as early as Friday night for some of the westernmost RM districts. As we go into Saturday afternoon and into Sunday, the precipitation will expand across the northwest, central, and east central parts of the province. This is going to occur along a warm front that will extend from northwest to southeast through the region, and we'll expect to see some occasional rain, resulting in moisture totals running upwards to 8 millimeters. The precipitation will be followed by warmer temperatures still. Hmm. The precipitation will be followed by slightly drier conditions once again, and a better chance for precipitation will evolve as we get into the early part of next week. Our nighttime temperatures are going to be in the positive and negative single digits for a while this week, but as we get involved with the end of the week and weekend, we'll probably see those temperatures staying above freezing. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner. Hi folks, Tim from Young's Equipment, your genuine Case IH parts and service dealer. Harvest is moving fast, so let's plan for next year. Book winter inspections on Case IH combines, tractors, and sprayers. Pricing of these quality service packages is held from last year until January 31st. Book now to take advantage of 10% off all genuine Case IH parts installed with the inspection. Special trucking rates and Young's loyalty program. Slots are filling fast. Contact Young's Equipment to avoid disappointment. Check youngs.ca today. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. The Road Report on the Heartland at Noon is for My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town & Country Mall. New fall fashions have just arrived. Small to 2XL at My Addictions Clothing Boutique. Well, I saw this morning on GasBuddy.com that there was one local station dropped their price to 141.9. Apparently they're up now. Everybody at 143.9 here in Moose Jaw, according to GasBuddy.com. 124 bucks to fill my truck the other day. <laughs> I'm going to start catching the bus. Uh, what else can I tell you? Well, nothing new really in Moose Jaw. Uh, the regular interruptions as cast iron water main replacement continues on Fairford East, Caribou West, Carlton Street, 900 block, uh, Carlton and 10th, that intersection still closed. Uh, and where else? Oh, Caribou West, of course, still under construction. 
One other note, the city of Moose Jaw is providing an additional free yard waste weekend. So there's one coming up October 23rd and 24th. And then another, November the 6th and November the 7th, free yard waste weekend. So you can dispose of your yard waste out at the city landfill. They do note yard waste must be transported in transparent garbage bags, orange, blue, or clear, for easy inspection. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary. The federal election campaign was more of a microcosm of the differences in this country than simply the results. There's no question the Prairies and Central Canada traveled different paths when selecting their federal representatives last month, but that's also a reflection of the housing markets in various parts of the country. Toronto and Vancouver were headed in one direction, Saskatchewan was going in the other. Home prices continue to rise in the big cities where demand is higher than supply and low interest rates are giving buyers a lot of room to increase their bids. But here on the prairies, the trend is much, much different. The quarterly affordability index report on housing markets from RBC Royal Bank shows Regina is the only market in the country where the ability of a buyer to complete a transaction is actually improving. Affordability here is getting better. Saskatoon is near its best ever affordability index reading right now, and conditions for buyers in Regina have not been this good since 2004, something the bank figures will encourage more activity in the coming months. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. Strike up some fun this weekend at the South Hill Bowling Center. Rock and Glow Bowling is back Friday and Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons. Knock down some pins with your friends and family. South Hill Bowling. Call 693-0955 to book your spot. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Well, as you heard yesterday, Saskatchewan transferring six six sick people with COVID-19 to Ontario this week as we continue to see an increase of patients struggling in our intensive care units. The latest stats, 3,670 active cases in the province right now. 335 people are hospitalized, and that's up uh, by two from yesterday's numbers. 85 COVID patients are in intensive care units. Four more people have died due to COVID-19. 279 new positive cases on the books. 12 of those new cases are in the local south-central zone. We have 91 active cases in Moose Jaw and area. Dr. Alexander Wong of Saskatoon, uh, active on Twitter over the past several months, serving up cold, hard facts and voicing his opinion on a regular basis. Um, His reaction was swift yesterday. He said on Twitter, everything happening in Saskatchewan, flying ICU patients to Ontario, ICU triage, highest case and death rates of all provinces, elected officials were warned repeatedly. Stop blaming the unvaccinated. This is plainly a catastrophic failure of policy and deliberate inaction. Dr. Hassan Masri, also of Saskatoon, as uh, I've explained uh, in the past, active on Facebook. His reaction to yesterday's announcement regarding the transfer of patients to Ontario was also swift. And among the words he wrote, I fully expect that 30 to 50 patients will be transferred out in order to make any difference at all of our stretched healthcare system. Uh, thousands of life-saving and changing surgeries and procedures have been canceled over the last few weeks. Cancer staging and treatment has been affected to. Surgeries that people need so desperately have been put on hold. The system is exploding at a rapid rate. 
Uh, he wrote much more, and I'll share uh, some more of the details of what uh, Dr. Hassan Masri is saying on social media on my daily commentary coming up just before 1 o'clock. We'll take a time out right now. We'll be back to visit with Rob Clark, the CEO of the Moose John District Chamber of Commerce, getting ready for the Mayoral Forum, a virtual format this coming Thursday. Heartland at Noon continues next. In a world where yield robbers like Clubroot and Blackleg lurk in the soil, one canola hybrid has the stem to take a stand. CS3000TF, a high-yielding TrueFlex canola hybrid from Canterra Seeds. Featuring second-generation Clubroot and multigenic Blackleg resistance with the flexible rate and timing of TrueFlex canola with Roundup Ready technology. Visit Canterra.com to order CS3000TF from your preferred retailer today. Always read and follow grain marketing and requirements and pesticide label directions. The greatest rock, pop, and soul tunes of the 70s and 80s. It's Dick Bartley's classic hits. The songs you remember, surrounded by headlines, personalities, interviews, TV trivia, pop culture, and more. Saturdays at 8 and Sundays at noon. Dick Bartley's classic hits. Brought to you by Primary Eye Care Center and Hoya Lenses, Moose Jaw Funeral Home, Assiniboia Livestock Auction, Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation, and the greatest hits of all time, 800 CHAB. The benefits of recreation are endless. Get notoriously active. Moose Jaw Parks and Rec on the radar. There's still time to join the community recreation program. Try out badminton, volleyball, youth basketball, or an all-ages martial arts class. For the full schedule, use the free city app or go to moosejaw.ca. Funding is available to enhance sport, culture, and recreation programs and events in Moose Jaw held between April 1st, 2022 and March 31st, 2023. The community grant program application deadline is November 30th. The elm pruning ban is lifted now until March 31st. Remember to dispose of all elm wood to prevent Dutch elm disease. Elm disposal permits are free from Parks and Rec and allow you to take elm wood to the landfill free of charge. Yara Center Turf and the Kinsman Arena and Playmore Palace ice services are available for booking. Contact 694-4447 for bookings. To learn more about Moose Jaw Parks and Recreation, visit moosejaw.ca. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. There are nine people running for the office of mayor of Moose Jaw coming up in the uh, by-election on November 3rd here in the friendly city. And the Moose Jaw District Chamber of Commerce is helping you, helping us decide who we want to vote for with a presentation of a mayoral forum. It'll be virtual this coming Thursday evening from 6.30 until 8.30. Chamber CEO Rob Clark joining us on the Heartland at noon with the details. Uh, Rob, virtual because we just want to keep it safe, eh? Yeah, for sure. We we just want to make sure everybody has an opportunity to see it. And some of those people that can't get out, they can still follow us, you know, virtually on Discover Moose Jaw on the Chamber website page, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, it's a, a great opportunity for a bigger audience as well. I'm assuming you're you're not allowing anybody in to the uh, the forum? Uh, no, no. We actually tried it there with the, uh, the the last forum, but anyway, this one we just decided we'd go uh, just total virtual. Yeah. Okay. So, what's the format? Have you uh, shared any of the topics or questions with the candidates? Uh, the, yeah, we actually sent out uh, from uh, predetermined questions from the candidates here from the, from the chamber. Uh, we've actually got a few coming in from uh, from the community. 
and I really want to stress on that. Uh, so we we have nine candidates. They're going to be uh, going to be featured. They'll be facing off, uh, you know, at the forum on on Thursday night. These people got to be passionate, you know. They got to be committed to to Moose Jaw's future. So I think it's a great opportunity uh, to see what they have to say and chance to meet the candidates on uh, on Thursday night there between six thirty and eight thirty. Uh, the so there are predetermined questions. We got questions coming in. We're hoping to submit some questions from uh, from the public. Uh, that's at chamber at mjchamber.com. So send as many as you want and keep them coming. Okay, so if I want to uh, want one of my questions uh, looked at, I send it uh, via email, right? Yeah, you can send it by email to chamber at mjchamber.com again, uh, or there will be a chat uh, within within the uh, uh, the software that we're using. Just you can put it in the chat, and we'll pick it up that evening. Okay, gotcha. Now, I think most people uh, understand that the Moose John District Chamber of Commerce is the voice of business. Uh, for Moose Jaw and area, uh, and I'm assuming uh, most of the questions will, will focus on business and uh, economic development? Yeah, that's from the chamber, those questions, of, of course, will be, but we're still hoping for the public to send some in because, I mean, we're, uh, we're, uh, we're all about business in Moose Jaw, but we're, we need to have a strong community, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll take any questions from uh, anybody else from within the community. Rob Clark is the CEO of the Moose John District Chamber of Commerce, getting ready for a virtual mayoral forum coming up this Thursday evening, 6.30 until 8.30. Again, on the Chamber's Facebook page, on the Chamber's website, and on discovermoosejaw.com. So you can follow along there and, and hear what our candidates uh, have to say. And the moderator uh, will be the new president of the Moose John District Chamber of Commerce, Aaron Reston, correct? That's correct, and he's looking forward to it. Anything else we need to add, sir? You know what? Again, nine candidates, uh, all passionate about becoming mayor. I think maybe uh, we, uh, hopefully, people aren't uh, don't have fatigue over uh, over uh, elections. But it's very important because whoever whoever becomes our mayor is there, there for another three years. So make sure you uh, you check check out the candidates and uh, please get out and vote. Uh, it's very very important for our community. Again, the election coming up November 3rd here in Moose John, the mayoral forum from the Moose John District Chamber of Commerce this coming Thursday evening via the Chamber's Facebook page, the Chamber's website, and on discovermoosejaw.com starting at 6.30 on Thursday evening. Mr. Clark, thank you for this. Well, thank you. You take care. Rob Clark, the uh, CEO of the Moose John District Chamber of Commerce. Looking forward to the uh, mayoral forum starting at 6.30 on Thursday night. Again, you'll be able to view that forum and listen to it on discovermoosejaw.com. We'll take a time out and be back to talk a little hockey, Warriors hockey, next on the Heartland at Noon. The wait is over. Curling's back. See every takeout, every pressure-packed draw to the button. Every one of your favorite teams. Saskatchewan's own Team Dunstone, Holman, Cooey, Jones, Gushu, Einerson, Botcher, and more. All battling to represent Canada in 2022. Catch all the action at the Tim Hortons Curling Trials, November 20th to 28th at Saskatel Center in Saskatoon. Sponsored by AGI. Hurry hard to curling.ca and get your tickets now. Attention, multiple. 
Malt Barley Growers. Prairie Malt and Bigger is offering competitive bids on 2021 Copeland, Metcalf, Synergy, Connect, Fraser, and Bow Barley varieties. And they also require soft white wheat, so send them samples today. Aggressive bids and nearby movement is available for malt barley and soft white wheat into Bigger, Saskatchewan. Contact Prairie Malt today for details and pricing. 1-306-948-3500. 1-306-948-3500. Call today. The train is pulling into the station for the Whistle Stop Christmas Craft Sale at Moose Jaws Exhibition Convention Center. This Friday, 2 to 9 and Saturday, 10 to 5. Provincial vaccine mandate applies to this event. 65 vendors selling art, food, and crafts. Admission is just $5. The Whistle Stop Christmas Craft Sale is back. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Ooh, the Whistle Stop Christmas Craft Sale this weekend, Moose Jaw Exhibition Convention Center, Friday, Saturday. We had a handful of passes to give away this morning, and man, the phone line lit up. I said I'd take the first three callers, and I think we had about nine callers, and that was before 7 o'clock this morning, so it's a popular show, certainly. And uh, I've still got two passes and $20 in crafters cash, so that's a $30 prize right there for the big Whistle Stop Christmas craft sale. We'll be giving that away tomorrow morning on the 800 CHAB Morning Show sometime between 6 and 9, so make sure you tune us in. Our uh, Moose Jaw Warriors are back in action tomorrow night in Winnipeg against the ice, with the ice coming back this way for a Saturday night tilt at Mosaic Place. In fact, the Warriors have just arrived in Winnipeg, so they'll spend the afternoon there. I'm thinking they'll probably go for a skate and then get ready for the game uh, tomorrow. The Warriors off to a 3-3 three and three start on the new season and making news off ice in recent days as well, signing the hockey operations staff to contract extensions and bringing in an overage defenseman for some depth on the blue line. Warriors Manager of Web and Digital Services, Mark Smith, talking to Warriors General Manager, Jason Ripplinger. First off, let's talk about, uh, it was a busy week uh, for the Warriors front office, uh, starting with the extensions for the uh, Warriors hockey operations staff. Uh, uh, how nice is it to have that, uh, all these people locked up again for, for long term to, to be able to build uh, something here in Mooshka? Yeah, no, you know, it's important to the organization, it's important to the players that are here, that, uh, you know, there's stability here, that uh, there won't be any changes and you know what we can all move forward here and uh, relax and develop these players Mark O'Leary's been the, the head coach for a couple of seasons now. Uh, this is his first full season. Uh, you got the, the hub year and the, the second half of the 2019-20 the season. Um, but what does he bring to the table for this team, and, and why why does he make this team better as a head coach? Uh, I mean, for Mark, you know, I, I believe he relates uh, real well to the players. Uh, the players uh, can, you know, to go into his office and, uh, and, and ask him questions. They don't have to feel, uh, be afraid to not ask him you know whether mark's having a bad day or the players having a bad day uh, i think mark really communicates well with the players and the assistant coaches just uh, what do they bring to the table how how key are they to the, the whole operation well gord uh, played defense all his life uh, so obviously with him being on the back end they're helping our defensemen develop and with scott king uh, he's you know he's got when he played he had lots of skill and he's a skills uh, teacher he does a good job uh, helping our players work on their skills um, so overall, the, the hockey operations staff in place for a long time. Um, that, that's got to be a nice piece to have for you. Uh, how, how important was that for you to get done early? In the it, it was important. I just, you know, sometimes guys are waiting to, 
to sign a contract. Uh, they knew they were getting one. It was just a matter of time. It was uh, about to deal with some of the front office stuff first, and uh, they knew they were getting their contract. And let's talk about the trade that happened uh, this week as well, bringing in a 20-year-old defenseman uh, from the Prince George Cougars. Uh, why was that trade made? What what does that add to the Warriors? Well, I think our strength is our defense. And, you know, I, I just thought uh, with uh, Jordan being out uh, week to week, we're not sure how long he'll be. I thought adding an older player uh, with some character to maybe settle down the blue line when it gets into tighter games. Um, you know, if, if uh, Damon Hunt leaves for the World Juniors, uh, we you know, there we got a, a 20-year-old uh, that can just fill in his role. What does Kadura bring? What, what kind of defenseman is he? He's a stay-at-home defenseman. He plays with uh, a lot of grit, uh, uh, good first pass, good skater. Uh, you know, I just like the way he competes. How are you feeling about this year's Warriors team, and, and how are things looking uh, early on in the season? Well, I guess uh, to say we're, we've are we been in every game, but uh, overall, I just like how uh, our guys come and we're, we're ready to play. You know, I want to run with the guys that we have. I'm not a... I don't want to be a GM who, you know, wants to, you know, trade all the time or, you know, I want our coaches to, to develop these players and uh, see where we can go with these guys. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for taking the time, Jason. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Mark Smith with Warriors General Manager Jason Ripplinger. Now, if you were listening to Warriors Hockey on Country 100 on the weekend, you may have heard Mark's feature with the Warriors imports, one from Slovakia and another from the Czech Republic. And as you'll hear... They're a couple of pretty good guys with pretty good English skills. Martin Abbey and Robert Bacco are expected to be big pieces for the Moose Jaw Warriors this season, figuratively and literally. The two big import forwards have joined the Warriors after Moose Jaw played last season without imports during the Subway WHL hub. Both players stand in at over six foot two and tip the scales over 200 pounds, giving the Warriors size and skill in their forward group. I'm a more power forward with uh, uh, advantage of a big body and I can I can play hard. I can cover pucks. Uh, I can score a goal. So uh, I'm more ver- versatile type. Bako joined the Warriors late in training camp and made his impact felt immediately, scoring in the team's inner squad game just a day after arriving in Canada. The Slovakian product went on to score in three of four preseason games and also showed his physical edge by receiving a one-game suspension in the preseason. He would score again in the Warriors' 7-1 win over the Saskatoon Blades to open up the regular season. Um, it, it's a good feeling that uh, mostly on uh, in home home matches I scored, so it's a good feeling, but I'm more proud of my team that we won a lot of matches. Rice Abbey was selected by the Warriors with the sixth overall pick in the 2020 CHL import draft, but he had to wait a year to make his Warriors debut due to the COVID-19 pandemic. During that time, Rice Abbey was picked by the Columbus Blue Jackets in the seventh round of the NHL draft. Before coming to Moose Jaw, Rice Abbey spent about a month in Columbus at Blue Jackets training camp. The Czech Republic product says he had a great experience with the Blue Jackets. I think about myself a lot, how to eat, how to do good practice, some some stuff about this. Uh, we had some like nutrition meeting, mental health meetings, and uh, everything. They had a good care of us, like players. So it was really fun, and I think I learned a lot of things here. Rice Avi arrived in Musha just a day before the team's home opener on October 1st. He went from off the plane and onto the ice with the Warriors for his debut. It was so hard because I had like 
probably eight hours of traveling and uh, doing stuff on immigration and I arrived uh, late night so it was it was hard but it, uh, for everyone it needs time and I need the time to to like get some rest and to meet the boys and, and everything so it's getting so better but it was it was hard for me but I think we played a really good game home. Rice Abbey has slotted onto a line with star young forwards Braden Yeager and Jagger Furkus. He says the trio is building chemistry after playing together for three games. Yeah, they are like uh, young guys. I didn't play like in last three three years with many like, younger guys, so it's kind of different. I will try to learn other than something I learned in Czech, in men's league and uh, national hockey team in Czech. So it will be fun and. I hope uh, I will help them on a draft, so it's looking pretty good right now. And Both rookies feel like they're playing well, but are excited to continue to grow. I'm playing good, but I can play better, but it needs some time because, you know, it's diff different team, different guys, different ring, and everything is different and uh, everyone needs some time to, to get the chance. I can play better, I always can play better, but uh, I think I... I fit in the group, so it's. I think it's okay for now. Bako has been around the team longer and has said he's enjoyed getting to know his teammates so far. The first day I came here, they were they were very very friend friendly, and uh, I didn't expect that because uh, I didn't have uh, that that good experience with the teammates, uh, but. I was shocked. Bako also says he's really enjoying discovering Moose Jaw. I like the city. Yeah. Uh, it's a small city, so uh, quiet place, and I like it. I like quiet place. I'm I'm quiet guy, so <laughs> and uh, there's a good restaurants here. Thanks again to Robert Bacco and Martin Rice-Avi for sharing with me what uh, their experience has been like so far here coming to Moose Jaw, to Canada, to, to play for the Moose Jaw Warriors, uh, the two import forwards, uh, finding a home here at uh, Mosaic Place as the, they both suit up in their first seasons with the Moose Jaw Warriors. Our thanks to Mark Smith uh, for that piece from the Moose Jaw Warriors, Bacco and Rice-Avi and the Warriors again. In action uh, tomorrow night in Winnipeg, taking on the ice and the ice seven and zero oh to start the season. So uh, hey, a win would be would be real good. The ice come back here to Moose Jaw to play the Warriors on Saturday night. It's not just hockey making news in Moose Jaw these days. The Moose Jaw Ford Curling Center is up and running, and they've still got room for some more curlers in a number of different leagues. We'll uh, visit with Rondo and our Chuck Curling Manager when we come back on the Heartland at noon. Whether it's a scrimmage with friends, the game-winning goal, or a personal best, sports, activity, exercise, it feels great. But sometimes we overdo it and need help to get back in the game, back on the ice, and back to active. The Moose Jaw Co-op Pharmacy at Hillcrest has the supports and bracing you need to do just that. For home health and active living solutions, see the Moose Jaw Co-op Pharmacy at Hillcrest, corner of Main and Thatcher. The Moose Jaw Co-op. Be part of something bigger. Class is in session. Time for another lesson in rock and roll history on 800 CHAB. Stadium concerts are something all bands strive to play. Playing on a massive stage in front of an even larger audience. Who wouldn't want that? In the 60s, however, that was almost unheard of. 
The Beatles were the first band to ever play a stadium gig in 1965 at Shea Stadium in front of over 55,000 fans. However, technology was not what it is today, and many could not even hear the music because of all the screaming, including the Beatles themselves. The constant screaming at concerts was ultimately one of the reasons the Beatles quit touring so early in their career. They then focused on more extravagant songs that they didn't need to worry about playing live, which brought us such masterpieces as Revolver, Sgt. Pepper, and Abbey Road. This has been another Rock and Roll History Lesson, brought to you by... Culligan Water and Moose Jaw. Better water, pure and simple. KCS Marketing, a division of Kathy's Custom Stitchery. Putting your name on almost anything since 1989. kcsmarketing.ca Thanks for supporting local. Dignity Bath. Safety. Comfort. Dignity. And Community Service Radio. 800 CHAB. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Curling season. It's underway at the Moose Jaw Ford Curling Center. The local cash league got underway last week. And we're learning there's still lots of room for curlers of all ages. Discover Moose Jaw's Haley Shirky has more. I spoke with Rhonda Winarchuk, curling manager at the Moose Jaw Ford Curling Center, about the exciting upcoming season. How do people register? Okay, so it's already been open for probably two or three weeks. Um, so they can either phone me in the office or they can actually go on to the website um, under the Musha Ford Curling rink uh, and there we have a program called Curling IO and you can register that way as well. Okay, perfect. And so do you want to just tell me a little bit about um, what the leagues are like and are there options for people who maybe haven't curled before and what are the age ranges? Okay, so um, we've got Sunday afternoon, which is our kids so there's fun curl at one o'clock and that's from age five to ten and then we've got the youth league that comes on at two to three thirty and that's from eleven to eighteen so we have lots of spaces still left in that that's for sure uh, then we go like we and then monday night we have what we call two on two um, and we've got about nine teams eight teams so we're still looking for some more curlers for that one that's for sure and then we've got our Tuesday night and Thursday night they're called out open league so I'm Tuesday night I'm, I've got 12 so we've stuck with that for even and then Thursday night we're at 15 teams so we're looking for one more team to come aboard to, so that it makes a way better draw for everybody and Wednesday night is our cash league and we've got 10 teams in that and our we've got afternoon leagues, so anyone can come out to that. It's um, one to three Wednesday and Friday afternoon, and then we've got our stick leagues on Tuesday and Thursday morning from nine thirty to eleven thirty, and anyone can come to that. That's no, there's no age on any of the morning or afternoon leagues. Okay, wow. So you guys seem to be pretty full at the curling rink. There's not a lot of time open. Yeah, like it's um, yeah, like we, yeah, the leagues are actually actually not too bad. Um, some of the kids, like the kids, are a little bit lower, but 
that's you know just kind of how the season this year seems to be going. So you never it hopefully will pick up a little bit more. So yeah, for sure. And are you requesting people to be fully vaccinated? And do they have to wear masks? Yeah, when they come in, uh, they do have to be fully vaxxed to come into the curling rink. And then we just check to make sure that everything's uh, good when they come in. Uh, they still have to wear masks in the lobby. But then when they go on the ice, their masks are not required. But if they do feel that they want to keep the mask on on the ice, they most certainly can to feel more comfortable. Okay, awesome. And so is there anything new going on this year at the curling rink? Not so much new things. We kind of got the same same tour events. Um, we've got the women's tour, men's tour. Actually, well, I guess we should say we have a new uh, mixed doubles tour event that's going to be in February. So that one's going to be kind of interesting to see how that all works. And then we also have National Wheelchair. That's the end of February. So I guess that is a new one. So. When does registration close? Registration never closes. <laughs> It's always open. Oh, awesome. It's, uh, we can slide people in wherever. Like, there's always a team that needs a spare or looking for an extra player somewhere down the road. Like, it never. We just, if somebody wants to come and try and, and join in, we, we make it work. So I guess curling is always an option then. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Rhonda Winarchuk, curling manager at the Moose Jaw Ford Curling Center. So we've had some hockey and some curling on the Heartland at noon. Ever hear of underwater pumpkin carving? This is for real. We'll share that story when we come back. Heartland at noon, CHAB. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. Church of Our Lady will be hosting a drive through fall supper on Sunday, October 31st, from 4 until 5, with food prepared and individually packaged by Charlotte's Catering. Your meals will be delivered packaged to your vehicle, and advanced prepaid tickets will be sold for only $20 a meal. Cash, check, or e-transfer will be accepted. Meals will consist of roast turkey and dressing, four salads, vegetable, bun, and cheesecake for dessert. If you want to take part, you're asked to contact Church of Our Lady. That again is a drive through fall supper at Church of Our Lady, Sunday, October 31st, from 4 until 5. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Purposed Financial, a proven track record of achieving your financial goals one step at a time. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Discover Moostraw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Clear this afternoon, a high of 6. Tonight, clear and a low of minus 8 with a wind chill of minus 13 overnight. Tomorrow, sunny, a high of 7 with a wind chill of minus 13 in the morning. Thursday, mix of sun and cloud, a high of 10. Friday, mix of sun and cloud, a high of 13. And Saturday, mix of sun and cloud, and a high of 9. The Moose Jaw District Chamber of Commerce is holding a virtual all-candidates forum on Thursday for the upcoming mayoral by-election. You can watch the forum on the Chamber of Commerce Facebook page starting at 6.30 p.m. The by-election is set for November 3rd. For all your news and weather anytime, click on discovermooshaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Sean Slott. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. You can see the photographic evidence on discovermoosejaw.com today. This is for real. Moose Jaw Barracuda Scuba Club hosts an underwater pumpkin carving event. 
Carving pumpkins, of course, a popular activity at this time of year. But have you ever considered carving a pumpkin while under the water? Moose Jaws Barracuda Scuba Club teamed up with the Saskatchewan Underwater Council to put on the event where people can do exactly that. Our Catherine Ludwig chatted with Brian Langtree, the president of the Barracuda Dive Team, about the big event. So the underwater pumpkin carving event happened Sunday, October 17th. Is it an annual event? Yeah, this is the second annual uh, that's been held at Lovering Lake. Um, the pumpkin carving actually isn't new to SUC, Sask Underwater Council, but uh, it was something that happened regularly in the past. So it's kind of brought back to life and uh, second annual this year, and there'll be a number three next year. And what hand does the Moose Jaw Barracudas Scuba Club play? Um, so the event is actually put on... Uh, in conjunction with Sask Underwater Council, uh, we happen to be the host club. Uh, Lovering is uh, the lake out there is kind of our home home lake, so to speak. And um, so Sask Underwater Council wanted to bring it to the south. And uh, we partnered with them last year and partnered again with them this year. And what does the event promote? Um, basically, recreational diving, um, trying to get interest in diving again. Um, over the years, um, diving kind of goes just like any other event. It goes through its peaks and valleys, and we're just trying to build up the awareness of scuba diving, recreational activities around scuba diving. And I also understand that it is a uh, trash cleanup for Lovering Lake. Um, every dive that we do put together uh, with the uh, Sask Underwater Council or any other agency um, Divers are typically very good at environmental cleanup. Um, obviously, a lot of these lakes, we get to see the bottoms of them and the, the garbage that goes with, with uh, you know, improper disposal. So one of our mandates is every time that we have an event like this, the first dive of the day, just to get everybody out and comfortable in the water, is we start picking up the trash at the bottom of the lake. Oh, well, that's really great. It's a good way to start the event off, I think. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's a bit of an interesting event. People go, they get geared up in diving suits, and they carve pumpkins underwater. What does the process of it all look like? Well, uh, this was actually my first year of being able to carve. I was Medically, I couldn't do it last year, but uh, basically it's uh key thing is draw your design out on up on land um, when you get in under the lake is... Uh, buoyancy is a big thing. The pumpkins want to float naturally, so you got to grab a rock or something to hold them down and just get at your fantastic design. Alrighty. So I also read that there were three contests held at the event, a pumpkin carving contest, a costume contest, and then also the most unique piece of trash contest. So who won the pumpkin carving contest? Um, actually, the votes are still out. Uh, they'll close here in, I think, I think it's Friday, as I recall. Uh, so everybody gets to vote. So it's kind of a people's choice award. Okay, and that's the same thing for all of all three contests. Um, the so the most unique piece of trash is just obviously out of every one of these, uh, you know, the normal things: fishing lures, fishing line. That's found at every one, but you know, the cans, the bottles, um, but. Usually the unique things over time 
uh, tires, you find tires, you, you find various things. And like last year we had it, I think probably the most unique, we found somebody's iPhone at the bottom of the lake. Oh, wow. <laughs> what was the most unique thing found this year? Or was it kind of just more of the basic stuff? Uh, more of the basic stuff. Uh, throughout the year, the Moose Jaw Barracudas and uh, also the Regina uh, Scuba Club, um, we dive that lake every Tuesday night. So we're constantly, when we're out there, we're cleaning up. So it was just happened to be a lot more divers out there to, to pick up a lot more of the stuff. Okay, for sure. So how can people get involved with this event or with the Barracudas Scuba Club here in Moose Jaw? So the Moose Jaw Barracudas, uh, we've got a Facebook page. Um, you know, that's uh, um, fairly popular with everybody. And, uh, you know, by Gmail, it's mjbarracudas at gmail.com. And you can see, like I said earlier, the photographic evidence. You can uh, see the uh, pumpkins that were carved underwater. Quite impressive, actually, on discovermoosejaw.com today. Uh, we've got time for uh, for one more piece here. Uh, and again, it's from Catherine Ludwig uh, about the Beats and Bumps for Breast Cancer event. The Strong Studio down on River Street has a big event coming up to raise funds for breast cancer. Catherine with uh, the studio owner, uh, Kyra Clausen on the Heartland Anew. Your Beats and Bumps for Breast Cancer event is coming up Friday, October 29th. Can you tell me a little bit about the event? Yes, for sure. It is a fitness class um, along with a few other things that's t- that are taking place that evening. A class that is suitable for any fitness level, no matter where you're at. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a mix of all of our workouts to kind of showcase all of them. And that way we hit a few more um target members in broadening the workout. There's going to be um, some vendors there, prizes, samples, a little bit of shopping, um, and just hoping to raise raise some money for breast cancer research. Well, that sounds exciting. Is this an annual event that the Strong Studio does? Yes, absolutely. Every October, um, our focus for our monthly give back is obviously breast cancer that takes place throughout the whole month. Um, and it's definitely something that we have tried to do in the past, and it's been such a success, so we have made it into an annual event carrying it forward, um, hopefully for years to come. Oh, wonderful. So the funds that are going towards breast cancer research, is it going to a specific hospital or organization? Um, We've always done different things. Um, A couple years ago, we gave it to a few um, people that were going through treatments, Um, We've given it to um, the research organization right online. There's a few different options that you can follow there. Um, This year, we haven't quite decided. We have two things that we're going for that will be um, announced soon. We're just trying to weigh out our best options of where the dollars will, will make the biggest impact. All right. And to focus now on the workout class, what kind of workouts should participants expect at this class? Um, a little bit of everything. We are, of course, going to be doing our dance fitness as well as a little bit of circuit, um, some light weight training, um, some toning. So you'll definitely get a great overall body workout. And from the Facebook event page, it looks very neon, maybe even some black light. What should people expect to see at the event? Yes, absolutely. Come prepared. Um to sweat, obviously, in your neon colors, um, black lights, some fun colors going up, and just making it a really, really fun event, um, showcasing breast cancer. We have a couple ladies that are going to be there um, 
that have gone through treatments before. Um, so just we, we just really want to show our support as a community and make it as fun as possible. So you mentioned before that vendors will be present, um, shopping prizes and samples will be available. What is being offered? I can't say the exact vendors, but we will be um, obviously partnering up with some of our great um, partnerships throughout throughout Moose Jaw, local people. We have Supplement King coming on board, a couple other food vendors. Um, we have some of our own Strong Studio merchandise, as well as some other small products that we carry in the studio as well. All right. And what should people bring to this class to be prepared? Um, come with an open mind, a water bottle, ready to sweat, some clean indoor shoes. Um, it's $15 at the door. Um, and be prepared to have some fun for a good cause. We are located at 244 River Street West. Awesome. Is there any up, other upcoming events happening with the studio? Um, we always have something going on. I guess our next one would be our top dropper final way out. Um, so the reveal of that and announcing the winner, um, both male and female categories. We have our Christmas um, bingo cards coming out as well as we also have our winter games, our annual, um, another annual event that we put on. So stay watching for that registration. Another great community event to get you moving, motivated and just out having some fun. Okay. And where can people go to find out more information about Beats and Bumps for Breast Cancer and your other events? They can find us anywhere on social media. Facebook, Instagram, or our webpage, which is strongstudio.ca. Attention cattle producers, the Van Cortez Auctions Day Company this Friday, October 22nd at 12 noon. The Red Angus Hereford Charlie Cross Calf Sale, October 25th, the Cow Call Sale starting at 10. Last week's Angus Steer Calf Sale, 450 average, 241 or $1,100. 550 weights average, 218 or $1,200. 650 weights average, 207 or $1,345. Our sales are broadcast on com. Cast till Friday at noon. Call 306-478-2229. Get big yields and big rewards with CS2300 from Canterra Seeds, a Roundup-ready canola hybrid that has set the standard for yield and standability. Now get a $50 per bag instant reward on all purchases of CS2300 with no bundling or minimum purchase requirements. Just simple, straight-up savings. Reap the rewards of this yield powerhouse. Visit Cantera.com to order CS2300 from your preferred retailer today. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and pesticide label directions. Six critically ill Saskatchewan COVID-19 patients are on the move to Ontario for care this week. We've run out of room in our intensive care units. It's troubling, to say the least. Saskatoon's Dr. Hassan Masri didn't take long to voice his opinion on social media yesterday. Transferring patients out of Saskatchewan is the right and necessary step, he wrote. He explained the move will help us avoid activating a triage system that has doctors decide who lives and who dies. That's straight up, isn't it? So is this. Dr. Masri wrote, Every flight having a patient of ours, every surgery being cancelled, and every procedure being put on hold is the responsibility of the government that failed its people. These flights are a clear testimony to what fighting COVID-19 with politics instead of science would look like. I am apologizing to my patients and their families, and Premier Scott Moe should do that too. This is a disaster of an unimaginable level. What a sad day. He said it. I'm Rob Kearney.